Welcome to the Mujeron Podcast, a place for the modern Latina who is ready to get out of her own way and build the life she wants. I'm Sonia Alejandra, your host and the founder of Mujeron Movement, y juntas we'll explore the topics of self-development, entrepreneurship, community, and everything in between that empowers us on our journey to becoming the Mujeron of our dreams. Vamos a lograrlo juntas. Hola, Mujerones. Welcome back to the Mujeron Podcast. I'm super excited because today I finally was able to get an interview with this Mujeron, Maribel Quesada Smith. My amiga, thank you so much for making time for us and sharing something that I think, especially this year, has just been the talk. Everybody's doing it. Everybody's thinking about doing it. And we actually wanted to come on here and talk about this because I know that a lot of you guys might be thinking about it, and that is launching a podcast. I did it this year with the help of this amazing Mujeron, and I wanted to bring her on here so she could just talk to, to us and break it down. Is podcasting for us? And if it is, these are the questions that you should be asking yourself before you launch your podcast. So please help me welcome Maribel Quesada Smith. Thank you, amiga, for being here. Thank you. I feel like there's going to be an audience in post and they're going to like clap. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Thank you so much. Yes, definitely. Uh, <laughs> I you introduced me with such fervor that I was like, oh man, there's going to be an audience or something. <laughs> we should probably edit that. Like in. a live audience. <laughs> But I, I wanted to really have this chat with you because even before... I thought about launching a podcast and really had the plan in place. And I'm using quotes, right? Quotation marks here <laughs> because I thought I had a plan, but then I met up with Maribel and she kind of broke it down. And even in that conversation, I was able to say like, hmm, is this something I can really commit to right now? So I wanted to kind of have this conversation again and record it and share it so that you guys can also ask yourself these questions If this is something that you should be implementing in your business, your passion project, or maybe you just want to launch a platform where you can speak your mind, you have to know the commitment, right, that it takes to be able to stay consistent with the project. And I wanted to bring on Maribel. She's a producer and creative consultant. And I like to say she's a podcast expert. <laughs> so you. tell us a little bit more about yourself, Maribel. So a little bit about myself on the personal note, I am originally from Mexico City and I, I was raised there and then I grew up in Columbus, Ohio. So I have a very interesting upbringing, a very mixed, very interesting mix of cultures. And then from that, I studied my, I might, I, sorry, I studied college. So I majored in production and I worked in television for a long time. So after working in television for many years, I decided that podcasting was something I was very intrigued by because I felt like audio was such a cool medium to have storytelling on. So people were telling me, oh my God, I love it when you write, because I would write, I had a blog. So I would write, you know, some interesting posts and people would say, yeah, no, I, I really enjoyed your last, your last post or, or maybe I only read half of it. It'd be so much easier if you had it on audio because <laughs> then I could listen to it while I'm driving or listen to it while I'm doing the dishes. So it kind of piqued my interest. And I thought about podcasting, which was something that I had actually done years before. 
I had done my first podcast in 2008. So I revisited my knowledge and things had changed a lot by then. But basically, I launched my podcast, which is called Diferente. And from there, I started working as a producer also in podcasts and consulting in podcasting. I'm still doing television and video, but a lot of my work now is around online short form content. So as it comes to like podcasts and videos for social or just videos in general for um, YouTube, things like that. So that's a little bit about me on the personal and the professional side. And yeah, I'm excited to be here. And I, your audience is one that I just love talking to. We've done a few lives and I always enjoy my time with the Mujeron, the Mujeron crew. Yeah, <laughs> so, thank, thank you, you so much. I love how every time we talk and like, just we open up very transparent, right? We're all on our journey to becoming that Mujeron of our dreams. And I feel like having that conversation of transparency and just like brings that clarity to us. So I wanted you to help us through this conversation on like, what do you think would be like the first question we need to ask ourselves if we're thinking on launching a podcast? Yeah. So, you know, over the last year and a half, there have been over 3 million podcasts created. So well, now there are over 3 million podcasts out there, I should say, correction. So we went from just under a million podcasts before the whole 2020 <laughs> craziness began. We were about less than a million podcasts that were active. Since then, it's only been about a year and a half. We have more than doubled the amount of active podcasts available to listen to. Now, that doesn't mean that all of them are constantly creating so I should correct myself. Yes, podcasts have been growing and we've launched a lot of them. I mean, we've launched basically almost 2 million podcasts since 2019, but 50% of podcasts don't make it past the seventh episode. And that's a huge statistic, especially among the communities of color. So women of color, people of color, who are the primary, the primary people that I tend to talk to about podcasting, they are not as active on podcasting. Like they'll launch, but they might not, like I said, make it past their seventh, fifth, sometimes even their third episode. And there's a reason for that. And it's because they don't know a few things that people who are in the podcasting industry have known for many years, but are not really willing to share. And so I'm hoping that today I'll shed a little bit of light on that. The first thing I would say, the first question you should ask yourself if you're going to launch a podcast or you're thinking about it is, do I really know my audience? Like, does my audience actually want to hear a podcast? Because that's so important, I think. I don't know if you had a moment for, for Mujeron podcast where you were like, does my audience actually care? Do they really want to listen to me on a podcast? Not that they wouldn't want to listen to you, period, because you're a fantastic person to, to listen to and watch. And I'm always all about your content. Mm-hmm. But, but when you're talking about creating a new medium for your brand, which is podcasting, you have to ask yourself, is my audience listening to podcasts? And if they're not, how do I get them to listen? And would they listen? So Podcasting is a lot of work. If you don't know who you're talking to or you don't know if your audience is actually going to be interested in a podcast, it's a lot of work to do for nothing, (laughs) you know, if they're not going to follow you over there. 
Yes, definitely. And I think when you share that statistic with me, like that the majority of podcasts launch, they don't even go through their seventh episode. I think we're not trying to scare you here and say that you're not going to make it past your seventh episode more than anything. Like how can that empower us to really build a space for our comunidad, right? And how can we empower ourselves to say like, Hey, there's also uh, conversations that our people need to be listening to. So we have to commit to just continuing to produce and, and create. When I give people that statistic, I'm not trying to scare anybody. What I'm trying to tell you is be realistic and be prepared. So that would be the second thing is like, before you launch your podcast, be realistic about your expectations. What are they? Write them down. Like, is this podcast going to be for your business? Okay, great. What are going to be the goals for the podcast so that it makes sense for you to spend a significant amount of time on the podcast? that you're not going to be spending on your business, right? So what are your expectations? What are you trying to get out of the podcast? Are you trying to be the next Oprah? Because if that's the case, I mean, I don't want to be a dream crusher, (laughs) but it's going to be a a very big upward battle. So be honest about what you're trying to get out of it. If you're just trying to be famous, then be prepared for a very long journey. But if you're doing it because maybe you want to create another funnel for your business and that's an, that's an option for people to new people to discover you, that's great. Podcasting is fantastic for new people to discover your brand. Also, maybe you're creating your podcast because you just have awesome stories to share and you feel compelled to do it on audio format. Okay, great. But then be very clear about your audience and what's going to determine whether you continue or not. How many episodes are you going to launch with? Because you don't have to keep going with a podcast over the years and years and years and years for it to be successful. If if you decide I'm going to make 50 episodes and that's it, and my episodes are going to be super actionable so people can listen to them over and over again over the next 10 years and still feel like they're getting something out of it. That's a smart plan. That's something that you can really, you know, take to the bank because it's not a waste of your time if you invest into creating content that's going to be worthwhile and something that is actionable for the next 10 years, I would say with the way things are changing, <laughs> that, that might be a lofty expectation. Maybe we want to stick to like actionable for five to seven years. But if you can create something that's going to really resonate with folks for that long, then it's worth it. It's definitely worth your time, but just have the re- have reasonable expectations and have realistic expectations. Yeah, that's so good. I think that's the the key here. Having those expectations, whether that be okay, I'm gonna dedicate this time that I'm not gonna be dedicating to my business and knowing the outcome, or also like you said, hey, maybe this is just something that you want to start sharing because you feel like this is a place where you want to start putting those stories. And just have the expectation that, you know, maybe it's just that. And I think that is ultimately in everything, the best way we can approach things because we know what we're getting ourselves into. All right. Question number two. Wait, is this number two or number three? I feel like this is number three. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, you threw me up for a second. I was like, oh, did we? Yes. (laughs) Uh, So question number three that you should ask yourself is, do I have the time and resources to invest into podcasting? Because as you know, Sonia, it does take 
some money in a significant amount of time to go into podcasting. Maybe you're not going to spend hundreds and hundreds of dollars on equipment. I would even go as far as, 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 far as to say thousands of dollars. Mm -hmm. Maybe you're not going to do that. That's fine. Can you launch with just a small microphone that maybe you bought on eBay? And can you launch with the headphones that you already own? Yes, the computer that you have, absolutely. But you have to also understand that the less technical uh, background you have, and the, le the, the, lower, the lower level, I don't want to use that word, it sounds so negative, but just like the, the more entry level equipment that you use. So if you're going to stick with more entry level equipment, which tends to be inexpensive, the more you are likely to spend more time editing and fixing issues that are going to come up with your audio quality. And the, it, the thing is, Gary V, who is a motivational speaker, uh, who a lot of people know and follow, is one of those people who's quick to tell you, just start, just get your headphones on, your little earbuds on and press record on your voice memo and then put that on the internet. And that's a podcast. Is he right? Yeah, technically he's right. That's a podcast. However, what Gary Vee doesn't tell you is that he has tons of people working for him who are refining the audio, editing the audio, cutting out clips, cutting out noises that might be too disturbing or too uh, distracting to the audience, putting it over video, editing out little reels, captions, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. He doesn't tell you that because that's not his thing, right? His thing is to just like get you to do it. And if you do it, then great. But then once you start doing it, you'll realize quickly that it does take a lot of time. So do you have the resources and the time to dedicate to podcasting? Because again, if you're not going to invest a lot of money in the beginning, like say you don't want to hire an editor, a professional editor to uh, finesse your audio or a sound engineer to fix your levels, echoes, things like that that will come up, then you're going to have to do it yourself. And if you don't do it, that's okay. Maybe you put out the audio as is, but I will tell you this, the least you can distract the audience the more likely they are to listen to your message. So if you're distracting your audience with a bunch of like microphone taps, <laughs> sorry about that. I just had to do it for, for an example, but it's really annoying, right? Microphone taps, echo, or jumps on the audio, or a bzzz, constant buzzing in the background, or all kinds of things, right? Reverb, which happens when you're talking and somebody doesn't wear headphones. All those little things, you're going to listen to, if you are okay with your audience listening to that and you think that they can still get your message, then by all means do it. But I guarantee you, and I've only been doing this for over 15 years as a producer, one of the things, the, the biggest things that we like to do is eliminate distractions. So if you can eliminate the distractions from your content, your audience is more likely to connect with it. That's the reason why people dress a certain way, they, they turn on certain lights, they use certain microphones. It's because we want you to focus on what we're trying to say here. We don't want you focusing on the fact that my shirt has a million and five logos on it, or my light is flickering in the background. So those, I mean, that's something that I think a lot of people don't really talk about because there are a lot of people making money out there of new podcasters. And so I want you to start your podcast because I want you to come pay me so that I can help you launch it and so that I can sell you the worksheet and that I can sell you the editorial calendar and send you the and also sell you the equipment 
there are a lot of people profiting from podcasting. So they want you to start, but they're not telling you the truth. And that's one of my biggest goals. Like that's, I want to be real with people about what they're getting into. Yeah, that's so good. And I think ultimately, again, we go back to expectations, right? If you're okay with the quality being mm, okay, uh, just make sure that you know, it might not be in the top, top podcast because of it. Um, I'm guilty of it. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. You're doing fine. <laughs> but I think that there's there's a, a really good point here with the expectations, right? And embracing the the growth, right? Of how you're you're gonna be growing throughout this journey as well, but making sure that you always have and and you that you are realistic with the numbers that come back with your podcast. Yeah, I feel like that's the thing that. A lot of people get discouraged so easily when they don't see thousands of listeners or thousands of downloads. And we have a group called BIPOC Podcast Creators. We launched it this year and we did it so that we could help amplify the voices of BIPOC people in podcasting, continue to share those stories and continue to build upon what people have already created. And the main reason we launched it is because we were seeing that a lot of people of color or black and indigenous people of color were launching, but they weren't really staying around. And I'm like, okay, so what's missing here? And what's missing is support resources and the correct information. Cause that's the, that's the other thing, like be careful out there. And I will say that's number four for me before you start your podcast, <laughs> do your research, really look at what you're doing, how you're going to do it read up on the industry a little bit and read up on what you're going to launch. Uh, make sure that you understand some of the technical terms. You don't have to know everything, but you do have to understand the basics. You have to understand what echo cancellation is. You have to understand why headphones are so important. They may not look pretty. I don't look my best with headphones on, but they're so crucial. You have to get, you know, when, when you're talking to a sound engineer, if you're going to hire one, you have to understand what they mean when they say, give me the WAV file, don't give me the AAC file, or don't give me the MP3. What do they mean by that? Like all of these little things are insignificant to some folks, but they're really crucial to you being able to be successful and stay alive in your podcast journey. So the research is key and there are a lot of resources out there. I will say that like so many resources for podcasters who are starting out, but <laughs> be careful, like pay attention to who you're, you're listening to and who you're giving your money to, because I have also seen a lot of swindlers out there who will charge you thousands of dollars so that they claim to put your podcast in the top of the charts. Like they'll say, if you pay me a thousand dollars a month, I'll make sure your podcast, which is a lot of money that adds up to $12,000 a year. I'll make sure your podcast gets on the top 10 of the charts. And that to someone who doesn't understand podcasting or is new to podcasting will sound very enticing. Like it'll be like, oh, that's fantastic. Like I'm going to become famous and I'm going to be a millionaire. So what's $12,000? Nothing. If, you're, if I'm going to make a million later, right? However, caveat, it's actually pretty not, I wouldn't say easy, but it's not that hard to get somebody to the top of the charts by paying other people to listen to the show. So these folks will have different methods. Like they might hire a bunch of people who are in another country. Usually it's another country. 
and they'll ha- they'll pay them like kind of like Instagram followers. You know how people some some people pay for fake followers. All right, so it's similar. They'll pay for fake listeners. So they'll pay people to like have a bunch of cell phones where they download your podcast every every week. And every time you get a download, you get higher and higher in the download charts. So what does that do? That puts you higher up in the charts. But just because somebody's pressing download on your show doesn't mean your show is actually being consumed. So someone's actually sitting down to listen or unique listens, like somebody, different people listening to it. So if you're actually trying to grow your business through your podcast, generate more leads for your business, grow your brand or even get advertisers for your show, you might get the advertisers at the beginning because they'll be impressed by the thousands of downloads that you're getting. But if you don't have actual listeners, the advertiser is not going to get anything out of it and your business isn't going to grow out of it. So just be super careful about the people that you listen to. And like I said, that's why we created BIPOC podcast creators, because we do uh, debunk a lot of these myths out there that make people think that they can get on the charts or just buy their way through things when it's not, that's not the truth. Yes. You guys definitely need to connect and we'll, we'll leave all the information on the show notes. Cause I love being a part of the community, uh, even meeting other people that are doing podcasts and connecting with them. And I, I really like how they're always like, anyone want to co- collaborate or do anything like that. So I think that's so one of the best ways that we can really get those unique listeners and get more people to look at your brand and, and what you're up to, because collaboration has always been something that I absolutely love. What has been your experience when you first started learning about podcasting? Did you hear or read anything that you were like second guessing or that made you kind of, I don't know, that made you a little bit creeped out or made you feel like someone was trying to take advantage of you? Um, I don't think necessarily something like that, but I do remember just the comparison, right? We all go through that comparison syndrome and like, (laughs) uh, really comparing myself to other communities that were launching their podcasts and how fast they were able to grow versus myself. And it was really something that even though I feel like I was really proud of the, um, how our community accepted the podcast and how we were growing. But I think that we always are comparing ourselves sometimes. And that to me was something that was hard because I saw other communities like in the note and newsworthy and um, is that what it's called? I think new, new and newsworthy, new and news. No, I'm sorry. New and noteworthy (laughs) on on Apple. So they were in that section and, and they were just being highlighted. And then you find out, wait a second, they had this entire production team behind them. (laughs) And I was like, oh, damn, you know, and I'm just doing this by myself. So I think that a lot of times just those expectations, man, like we really need to be clear on that and just know that what we're putting out there, like it's worth it. Right. Even, even if there's, work to do because I feel like there's always going to be work that we can do to improve but making sure that those expectations are clear and don't compare yourself like that was the biggest lesson for me as well oh my god I know because that's so hard to do when you're putting something out there that's special to you or Mm -hmm. that means something you always feel extra vulnerable and that's the thing about podcasting like you know you could write a blog 
and it's written words. So yes, you can be vulnerable in a blog, but at, at the end of the day, it's a little bit more protective because you're just putting words on, on the screen. You're not necessarily putting your actual literal voice to it. Then you do a podcast and you are speaking. <laughs> and when you're sharing your voice, literally sharing your voice with the world, it can be so scary. And it can feel like, I mean, I used to, my hands used to sweat when I first launched Diferente. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. And you know what the crazy thing is? I didn't even do video interviews back then. When on the first season, I just did audio. So people couldn't even see me. I wasn't putting video out, but my hands were sweating and I would just like shake right before. And I've been doing this for so long. I've been in production for over 15 years, but that was the first time that I put myself in front of the mic like that, in that way. And so it can be very nerve wracking. And I can hear that sometimes when I listen to new podcasters, I can hear their voice kind of just trembling a little bit or um, you know, they're talking too fast. Sometimes when we're nervous, we talk, we talk too fast or they're not really following the flow of the conversation. They're just kind of, you know, asking the questions that they wrote down. And so it doesn't make the conversation interesting to listen to. And I feel like that's so important for a podcast. Like you want to kind of feel like you're hanging out while you're listening to them. You know, you want to feel like you're sort of in the room. You don't want to be too detached. But you want to feel like, like the people that are speaking are speaking to you, right? That they're, that they're connecting with you. Those are the things that are really difficult to learn on a YouTube tutorial or on any kind of like webinar or worksheet that you might buy out there. And those are the things that I work with my clients on a lot because, yes, I'm a producer. I'm a creative consultant. I'm also a production coach. So when I coach my clients, we don't just talk about the technical things that they need to know about and the equipment that they need to be working with and the organization uh, process that they, they should be applying. We also talk about the creativity and the flow behind what they're putting together. And all of that comes from mindset, but it also comes from learning and understanding the power of conversation. And so we, we practice together and, you know, I make suggestions and I listen to them and the way that they write their questions and the way that they phrase certain things. And there's a lot of like inner work that sometimes happens when you're creating a show. So I would say like to segue, but not to segue <laughs> the fifth thing, you know, if you're going to launch before you're going to launch a podcast is you need to have a plan. Because if you don't put a plan together, you're not going to build anything that's going to last. Like we started talking about in the episode, there are almost 3 million podcasts out there. A lot of them are not active. They're just out there kind of like with two, three, five episodes. If you want your show to make it past that and you have a goal in mind, you're already ahead of the game. You just need to have a plan. And so what's going to be your plan? Like, are you going to have an editorial calendar? Are you going to have a sound engineer that's going to finesse your audio and, you know, cut out those ums and ums and things like that and level the, the audio? Are you going to have a producer like myself who actually creates the episode, crafts it, you know, works with you on the questions, edits for content, right? And for story. 
So instead of just having someone erase certain things or clear, clear the audio tracks, you have someone actually putting story together. Is that, is that the way you're going to go? Or are you doing it all yourself? Great. But then how many hours a week are you going to dedicate? Are you going to batch? Are you going to be recording all of your episodes in one week and then editing them all the next week and then publishing them over the next, you know, 20 weeks? Most people don't think about their longevity plan when it comes to podcasting. They just kind of press go. Yeah, definitely. I think that the plan is just one of the best ways so that you don't feel overwhelmed. And maybe us talking about the plan feels overwhelming, but I feel like (laughs) when you get it in place and you see it, you know, on paper, okay, this is how it's going to go down. This is how many hours I need to dedicate that actually brings a little bit of a relief. Like, okay, I have time to do this. I, I'm going to do it this way. This is how it's going to work out. I think that's what really helped me stay consistent in the beginning of the show. Like now with my pregnancy, there's been weeks where I've kind of, you know, with all the things that I've been planning has been a little bit more difficult, but I think even right now I'm planning for, okay, when my baby comes, I really want to make sure that I have a few episodes already recorded so that I don't have to take time throughout, you know, those first few months uh, in creating different things. So I think the plan has been something that really helped me, especially when we work together. And I want to go back to what you said about like just being yourself in that conversation. I think you're right. Like there's a lot of mindset work that has to go behind authenticity especially I can relate to what you were saying. I come from a TV background as well, being on camera and being on a show. Cause a lot of people are like, how are you nervous to like talk on stories or even with a podcast or going on a live? <laughs> and it's like, it's completely different because when you're on TV, like you have this persona, right? Like you're this reporter lady And you even like create this different voice, but when you're doing it online on your own platform with your own thoughts, it's just a, a, it's a little bit more intimidating and you want to make sure everything (laughs) sounds right. So it's, it's been such a journey for me in experiencing and being able to just be okay with being authentic, whether that means I stutter or I say something wrong, or, you know, I just feel like this, the way you're saying like having a conversation has been the best way that other people can identify with my story. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like I enjoy listening to you because you understand the power of conversation, the power of the back and forth and letting your authentic self shine through it and not feeling like you have to be perfect. Um, when I talk about sound design or sound engineering for your podcast, I'm not talking about making your podcast sound perfect. I'm talking about making your podcast sound relatable, sound free of distractions, interesting. And the reason why a lot of the time people edit out things of podcasts, such as the ums and the extra breaths and little noises, is so that you don't have distractions, so that you can focus on the story. And so the levels are all over the place. Like, you can have podcasters who are just doing all the work themselves and maybe they're not super focused on, on the high technical side of things and their show is still pretty great. And you can, and you can have shows like, you know, a lot of the NPR shows that are extremely produced. I mean, I was talking to 
um, I was on a panel with one of the NPR producers and we were talking about, excuse me, not producer, editor, because that's another thing. There's a difference in audio, like editors do a lot of the produ producer type work that we do in TV. So that was something I had to get used to. But anyway, so he was telling me how a story, like one story that you hear on a podcast that is 15 minutes long could take anywhere from four weeks to a year to develop. I mean, that's a huge amount of time. And most independent podcasters, they don't have the time for that. Like we don't, we don't have it like that. We, we, have, we have a million other things going on. We're entrepreneurs, we're business owners, we're, we're side hustlers, we're moms, parents, you know, we're doing a lot of different things. So to think about it that way, it can be very overwhelming. So I'm not trying to overwhelm anybody when I share this information, but I do want to tell you how it is in general so that you can understand like what your options are and what you can decide what road you want to take. Like when you launched, you were like, I remember, <laughs> I remember you were like, okay, this is a little too overwhelming for me. I want to, I want to break it down a different way. Right. Like we were going through a production schedule and you were like, you know what? I don't need to look at it in that detail. I want to look at it this way. I want to have a bigger picture. And so we tailored it so that you would have a bigger picture instead of having the micro details. And that's okay. That's the, that's just that's, me. <laughs> no, but that's the power of your, your ability to make the decision for yourself. Like, Hey, I know what works for me. This is how I'm going to be more productive. I need it. I need a broader scope. I don't need the micro details. Other people need micro details, right? So it's like very much about every individual's decision on, on how they work best. Yes, I love that. And I think that once you embrace that, you are going to just be so much more productive and so much more at peace with what you're doing. Because I feel like for a long time, this is kind of like on a side note, <laughs> I, um, before, you know, launching the podcast and, and planning for it, I wanted to have the micro details down. Like I really wanted it so bad to like, just know everything, but I then realized like, Hey, I'm not getting anywhere with this. Mm. So that's when oh. we kind of switched it. And I think that that was a huge um, transformation or, or a breakthrough more than anything for me, because that's when I was like, even for my launch for the university, like I did it that way. And that's how I was able to get things done. So definitely planning and figuring out what, what's the best way for you and how you're going to be able to take action. Ultimately, that's, that's what we want you to do to take action, whichever way that you, and it feels best for you. Maribel, where can they find you and where can we follow you and uh, reach out if we need help with our podcast? Absolutely. I'm so glad you asked. <laughs> See, y'all, that's a great transition. <laughs> that's how you go from A to B. Um, so actually, you can find me on my website at maribelqs.com, where you will find information about the different types of services that I offer my clients. One in specific that I want to point out is the production coach service. And that is for busy go-getters who are ready to make the next step in their creation process. So they, they've been doing something for a little while. Maybe they've been creating video content on social media, or they've been doing YouTube, or they have a podcast, or they've been doing something else and want to start a podcast, but they've been doing it, right? They've been creating something for a little while, and they're ready to level up. They're ready for the next step to improve their quality, to make themselves sound better, to connect with their audience at a deeper level, to actually make their work 
create them more money and more brand awareness. So that's what I'm offering now. It's called the production coach. And if you go to my website, you can learn more about that. And then also you can find me on Instagram or Twitter at Maribel underscore QS. And you can ask me any question you want. Follow me. I do a lot of um, kind of learning tutorials, mini tutorials on reels. I wouldn't even say they're tutorials. They're more like actionable items that you can implement into your creative life to help you. If you are already podcasting or you're already creating videos, um, I give you a lot of tips on how to make them better and how to sound better and how to look better and all the things. So, and then for your community, because I want to make sure that if you're thinking about, even if you're thinking about starting a podcast, this is a great way to get connected with people who are already doing it. See, para la comunidad. So in the community that we are building, it's called BIPOC Podcast Creators. And if you are a podcaster who considers themselves a Black, Indigenous, or person of color, come join us. We're on Facebook. Just um, We'll put the link in the show notes so that you can just click on it. But if you search on Facebook, BIPOC Podcast Creators, we'll be there. And then you can become a part, a part of this awesome community that has people all over the industry who are going to be able to answer questions that you have, guide you, provide better resource, provide better resources, and then also point you in the right direction if you're like completely lost. But it's all about like looking out for each other. And what makes us different is that we have people from the industry in general. So it's not just for podcasters. It's for people who are working in the podcasting industry Uh, doing PR, doing writing, doing things like that, that have to do with podcasting. And so it's a really good way to also get to know other people and network. Awesome. Thank you so much, Maribel, for being here with us, sharing with us. And again, ladies, like we just wanted to be able to support you through this process, this uh, huge commitment as well, I think. And uh, I just want to thank you, Maribel, for being here today. Oh, you're so welcome. And thank you for having me. We'll have to do this again. (laughs) Yes, for sure. Ladies, there you have it. I hope that this helped you guys. Please let us know if you have any questions, make sure you reach out to Maribel and we will see you guys next week. Mujeron, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Mujeron podcast. Please make sure you subscribe, share, leave a review so you can help us get to so many more Mujerones. Don't forget, you can also watch our show on our YouTube channel where you can let us know in the comments if you like this episode or what other topics you would like us to talk about in the future. Keep shining, keep working towards becoming the Mujeron of your dreams.